Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Volk Fitness and Performance Podcast. Today, I'm hanging out here with Coach Mike. What's up, Coach Mike? I'm doing great. How are you, Coach Greg? I'm doing good. We actually, uh, me and Tom, last time we were recording a podcast, we're down in what we call the new podcast studio. Man, <laughs> it is the Arctic Tundra. <laughs> yeah, a little cold in there. <laughs> it is absolutely freezing. Yeah. So today, we're not down there. We're no. back up. So if you hear, if you hear Justin doing his bike sprints in the background, that's why. Uh, yeah, when... You finally hear that noise stop in the background. You can expect to see him lying across the ground. <laughs> yeah. But, Mike, you had something that you want to talk about today that uh, you had a conversation about. Yeah, I was actually I was talking to one of my personal training clients this morning, and um, you know, she's giving me some updates on where her weight was, and yeah. um, you know, she's done a really really nice job over the last year. So, you know, I asked her, hey, what, what was your weight at your highest? She was like, it was about a year ago, and it was about 25 pounds heavier than she is today. Wow. It's like, oh, wow. And so I was curious. I was like, well, what do you think the biggest change was? Like, you know, so this is somebody who had already been, you know, doing some exercising. She was eating relatively healthy and, uh, you know, was still having some trouble. So I just wanted to dig in a little bit and get a better idea of what, what she felt was the biggest change that she made that led to the results. Right. And what the biggest thing was for her, it was a conversation we had about a year ago, I remember having. It was about eating eating more food. <laughs> and, and, and sometimes that is... Uh, kind of flies in the face of everything that our instincts tell us to do when we're trying to lose weight. It's like less, oh, yeah. less, and less. When, you, when you're thinking lose weight, I mean, number one thing that you're thinking about is, all right, how much less can I eat? Yeah. Less, 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 less. That's always, that's always the case. Right. Now, there's a big difference between eating more food and eating more calories. Okay. Right. Uh, those two things are not synonymous. Right? We can eat less food and eat more calories. I'll give you an example. So if I had a, a tablespoon of peanut butter, and I had the uh, a whole best. <laughs> the best, right? And I had let's say uh, let's say three cups of broccoli, so three big cups of broccoli. Mm. Uh, which one has more calories? I mean, you would want to automatically. You'd want to say, well, it's got to be the broccoli because you're eating three cups of it. But I know the answer. Yeah, it's just the peanut butter, right? Yeah. And now, which one's more food? Uh, the broccoli. Right. Yeah. So when we talk about eating more food, we're talking about eating more food on the plate. Right, more food volume, and uh, as a result, we can potentially eat fewer calories. So I'll just kind of take you through uh, what her process was and kind of where she was at. Um, she was not eating breakfast. She was eating a very, very small lunch, and then was picking at snacks throughout the rest of the day before dinner, mm-hmm. and that was kind of her process, right? So okay. it was really one like real meal, uh, and then a kind of like a snacky type of meal, and then a bunch of picking in between. Yeah. And what she found was that when she started focusing more on eating bigger meals, right, and eating more at her meals, uh, we found that, sorry, just one second here, everybody. Hey, no. Mr. Delivery Man, do you have any advice for our members on nutrition? No. Okay. <laughs> uh, sorry about that, everyone. So, um, what she found was that when you know we decided to focus on saying like, all right, if we feel like snacking is an issue, uh, let's focus on eating bigger meals so that we're less hungry for snacks. Okay. Okay. And when she focused on starting eating bigger meals at both breakfast and lunch, like first committing to eating a real breakfast, which was just like some eggs and oatmeal, if I'm not mistaken, like nothing crazy, okay. you know, pretty simple. And eating more uh, a satiating lunch, you know, eating more chicken, rice, and vegetables, uh, turkey, rice, and vegetables, things of that sort, as opposed to just like half a sandwich and a salad or something like that. Um, she found that the snacking was eliminated, okay. right, just by default. 
because that lunch, how full she was from breakfast and then lunch was taking her all the way to dinner. So now instead of eating one and a half meals plus a bunch of snacks, she was eating three square meals and no snacks. Mm-hmm. We found that she lowered her calories that way. Interesting. Right. So it was just all that snacking in the middle of that ended up being a whole lot more than she was expecting? Yeah, it was, it was just it was just hidden calories in the little picking of snacks throughout the day that was ultimately leading to some of the issues and like not really putting her in that caloric deficit that she was hoping to be in and she was trying to be in through eating smaller meals. Yeah. Right. So often I think when we're trying to lose weight, uh, we think that we need to eat less and we try to eat as little as possible at the meals that we eat. And we kind of like, I call, I call it eating like a rabbit. It's like salads and stuff like that. It's like, yeah. oh, I'll just have a salad for lunch. Like, well, that's not a bad thing. Like, whatever. You know, it wouldn't be my first choice, but that's okay. But just like, what are the downstream consequences of eating smaller meals? Right? Is that forcing us to eat more at different times? And with you know this uh, personal training client, that was the case. Mm-hmm. So by focusing on eating more at at the meals she was eating, you know, three square meals and eating bigger meals, she was actually able to lower her calories as a result. Interesting. All right. So it wasn't that she's eating more calories; she's eating more food. Mm-hmm. You know, and eating real meals so that she didn't have to snack. Yeah, I mean, I think if you think about, I mean, the scoop of peanut butter is the, the biggest one. Because I know in the past I've dealt with this. I remember growing up, I was like, ah, peanut butter is good for you, right? Right. Um, it's good for you. Cashews, good for you. All this stuff is really good for you. Uh, but then what I realized is that when I started tracking calories, it's like, oh, shit. I could have two scoops of peanut butter, two tablespoons. And a tablespoon is not that heaping tablespoon. A tablespoon is right. a true tablespoon. Two of those is 200 calories. As where if I want to go eat two pound, uh, two four ounces of chicken breast, which I can sear and create flavor in it and make it moist and juicy, uh, that's 160 calories. And at the same point, that 160 calories, those four ounces of chicken breast, will keep me fuller and more satiated for longer. So then I just started doing the math simply, and it's like, well. I can eat more of that, and I like that, and then I can make this better, and I can yeah. season this better. And now you just have to take those quote-unquote boring foods and transform them into something that you like a lot more. And now, all of a sudden, now you're getting a, a higher protein intake, which keeps you fuller for longer, but you're also just straight up getting more food. Yeah, and that's it. Like When we say eating, you know, eating bigger meals and stuff like that, like that doesn't mean you have to eat more food you don't like. You know, like that's what I want to be clear on that because I think sometimes we have this idea of like what meals need to look like uh, when we're trying to lose weight and they need to be bland and they need to be flavorless and they need to be something that we need to suffer through. Like, don't make things harder on yourself just because you feel like this should be a hard process. You know, and that can be a hard mental kind of hurdle to overcome when, you know, if you've been maybe fighting this battle for 10, 20 years and it's always been hard for you, you feel like the solution should be one that is hard for you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that, (coughs) excuse me, that shifting the mindset of figuring out, like, how can I make this easy? You know what I mean? How can I make this whole process easier? It shouldn't have to be hard. If it's hard, you're probably not going to stick with it for a really long time. And if we want to lose weight and keep it off, we have to stick with it for a really long time, really forever. Yeah, there are kind of two ways that you can go. It could either be hard and really shitty, or it could be easy and not that shitty, you know? But on the flip side... If it's really hard and really shitty, it'll happen faster. Mm-hmm. But is it going to sustain? Are you going to go back to your old habits? All you're going to think about the entire time that you're going through that process is, I can't wait to go back to eating what I was eating before. I can't wait to go back to eating. Or you could take the slower approach to it, which is definitely the more annoying approach. But we found that people are more successful with it and actually managed to keep the weight off. 
uh, by taking your time with it and just adjusting these smaller foods and finding new habits overall. That way when you finally attain that goal that you've been working on for so long, you never go back to where you were before. Right. Now, let's look at it this way. So going back to the personal training client that uh, I'm speaking about now. Uh, she was struggling and kind of stuck at a weight for about two years mm-hmm. with the processes she had, right? Which was, you know, not eating food, really being hungry all the time, you mm-hmm. know, and being so hungry that she felt like she needed to snack on things. Even, and, and we're talking healthy snacks too, right? We're talking almonds. We're talking, you know, like not stuff that you would look at and be like, that's, that's unhealthy food. Mm-hmm. It's very, very clean eater in that regard. It still is, but even was before she kind of made this switch. Um, now, you could say that eating more food would be slowing down that process, but she was stuck at a weight for two years, and now one year into this kind of newer process, she's down 25 pounds. So it's like, what was the slower approach? You, were, yeah. you know what I'm saying? That's like, true. No, that's a good way to think about it. Right. It wasn't slower. It just wasn't maybe what her instincts told her that she needed to do. It's like, even that, even I remember even when we had that initial conversation of like working to eat more. It, it, it got to a point where it was like she was just at a point where she was willing to try anything. Like it wasn't the first time we had had that conversation mm-hmm. about trying to eat more at her meals. Um, but it got to a point where it was like, well, whatever I'm doing isn't working and I'm kind of desperate. So like I feel like this isn't going to work. She was very hesitant. She did not want to try to eat more at her meals. She thought that that was going to lead her to gaining weight. Mm-hmm. But she was like kind of desperate at the point where it was like, all right, I'll give it a shot. Here we are a year later and that was the shot that she needed to take. You know, um, so uh, let's think about it this way too, like 25 pounds a year, we're gonna say 50 weeks or in a year because math is much easier this way. <laughs> That's what, you're talking 0.5 pounds a week yeah. is that pace that she lost it. Yeah. And now along the process that she went through it, did she ever hit points where like, was it 0.5 pounds a week or is it like steady drops? Steady yeah, drop? the latter. Like, how did it go? The latter, the latter absolutely, okay. yeah. There was never really, uh, you know, there were even points where there was weight gain across the year, mm-hmm. you know, week to week. Uh, and even month to month, there were times where you know there was weight gain. Um, but over the course of the year, if you kind of take the the average, yeah, like to your point, that's an average. If you average out the whole year, that's an average loss of a half a pound a week, mm-hmm. which is 25 pounds in a year. And that you know, half pound a week doesn't sound like a whole lot, but 25 pounds in a year does sound like a lot because yeah. it is a lot. You know, if a year from now, a year, one year from today, you could be 25 pounds lighter, what would that do for your life, mm-hmm. right? And if you can do that without being hungry all day, what could that do for your life? And so, I mean, I've had the conversation many times before, but if you had the opportunity to talk to someone that said, hey, I've been at this same weight for forever, they check all the boxes, they've been doing things the same way, now you having worked with this client for the better half of a year on this specific diet, mm-hmm. what would you tell them? Um, I would go back to the food volume thing, and I would just try to help, you know, just help understand the math mm-hmm. of like what snacking throughout the day does to add to your overall calorie intake. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And um, it's breaking some beliefs as well. And and here's the reality, everybody. Like, you know, hopefully you're listening to this right now and you're like, yeah, I trust what Mike is telling me is the right thing to do. But I also understand, like, you know, this isn't the only member I've had this conversation with. And uh, it's not the only member that's had success with starting to eat more at their meals so they can snack less. Um, there have also been members where we've had this conversation and they decided not to take this approach of just eating real food and eating real meals to eliminate the snacking and extra calories that come that come with that snacking. Um, but you have to be ready to make a change in your belief, right? And if you are stuck in your beliefs that this needs to be something that is really, really hard, 
or you believe that if you eat more food, you will gain weight. Um, you might just need to suffer a little bit more until you come to that breaking point. You know, it's like somebody who's, you know, dealing with alcoholism or drug addiction. It's like you can't convince them to, to get the help that they need until they're ready to get the help that they need. But what I would say is, you know, life is short. And eventually at some point, if you want to make a change, you're going to have to break some beliefs. Mm-hmm. Right? Because like, we should not be going through life being scared of food. You know what I'm saying? It's not something to be afraid of. If you eat consistent meals and you eat real food at those meals, you will probably be fine. Like the chances of you gaining weight from eating, you know, eggs and oatmeal with some fruit and then chicken and rice and vegetables and then beef and potatoes and vegetables for your three square meals. Like if that is what you do on a daily basis, I am going to bet that 99.9% of you will not gain weight. Mm-hmm. And if you do, it just means eat the same things, but a little less of it. Yep. Right? Um, but being scared of food is something that I think is a hard thing to overcome. And I don't think that everybody's always ready to necessarily take that step and look at food more as, you know, how we're fueling our body as opposed to looking at it you know, as something from like a scarcity mindset. Mm-hmm. It's like as little as possible. Um, listen, the body keeps score. If you undereat, you eventually will overeat to replenish those calories because calories are how we survive. Mm-hmm. You know, like our brains are wired in a way where we are geared to do anything we can to survive. And anytime that you pull a lever, you got to anticipate that a lever is going to get pulled the opposite direction in the other way. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, if we can understand that as a basic concept, like, well, the way that we can probably prevent overeating is by not getting super hungry. And the way that we cannot get super hungry is by actually eating real meals. We may be able to keep our calories in check a little bit better. And hopefully that'll, you know, yield a, uh, a result of, of, you know, better body composition, better health overall. Yeah. So I don't know if, I don't even remember what your question was before that rant, if I'm being honest. But um, yeah, like. Well, I, I got two things based off what you're saying. Mm-hmm. To be 100% honest with you, I don't remember what the question was <laughs> at this point. Uh, but my two points are. Um, one, and the, uh, weird that we're having this conversation because just this past week what I did is I kind of changed the structures of my meal just because of uh, the necessity. Like, just kind of the way it worked. Like, just kind of the way it worked. Um, so something Tom was on, he said that he does right now is he was like, I eat two pounds of meat a day. Like, mm-hmm. That's just the way I do it. And that's when he doesn't have anything time to think about anything else. That's just what he does. And that's the way he knows that he yeah. keeps himself on track. Um, so this week I just made like a bunch of chicken breast. I found a really good way to cook it, which could have been yeah. a great way too, um, where it tasted great. And I was like, all right, I'm going to eat 12 ounces of chicken in this one meal and 12 ounces of chicken in this other meal and then have dinner at night. And I actually ended up three days in a row. Uh, I've eaten, I allot myself 2,400 calories a day is what I generally shoot for. Uh, I could not hit 2,400 calories. Yeah. <laughs> My meals were so high in protein yeah. uh, and also just so much bigger than they usually are to the point where I had two bins of food uh, but if you do the math I only ate 2200 calories that day and didn't even have room to fit the other calories yeah. just by changing that structure of meal and when it was meal time again I wasn't even hungry for that yeah. next meal like I was just very much I, I was satisfied I was the most satisfied I've been in terms of food in a long time especially coming off of to Christmas, which is an extended Christmas for my family, and then family around 
and having all these sweets and all this type of stuff. You have to keep eating, wait, whatever it was. And then I found out this week, I was like, oh, shit, yeah. this is a good idea. Yeah. Like, it totally changed the game right. for me. I was like, wow. I was like, right. I'm not hungry at all. Like, not even close. I hope everybody goes back, rewind about 15, 20 seconds, and I want you to re-listen to what Greg just said, right? Like, it, the plan that is going to work for you is the one where you are having trouble reaching your calorie targets because you are eating so much food, mm-hmm. so much food volume. Like, if you can understand and get to that point, you are putting yourself in a position to have much more success, right? Like, that yeah. is just the reality. It's good stuff. And then uh, my other piece that bounced off of that was uh, everybody measures their goals because their goal is to lose weight, right? Uh, I think that's something to not do as often mm-hmm. and find a process-based goal that you can actually win at. Because what affects weight, right? Water can affect weight. How much sleep you got last night mm-hmm. can affect weight. How much did you train this day and are you retaining more water weight? Or what time of day are you weighing yourself? Like there are an unlimited amount of factors that affect how, how much clothing that you wear yeah, you yeah. yourself, you know? Uh, did you go to the bathroom? Did you go to the bathroom yeah. yet? You know, like all these things that most of them aren't even in our power to control. Uh, so to look at the scale and say, well, shit, it didn't go down two pounds. That's what I was told was going to happen. And remember, like we talked about before, 0.5 pounds a week, but it was not 0.5 pounds a week. Sometimes it was higher. Sometimes it was lower. But where are we at? We are at 25 pounds less. So find a process-based goal that can work for you that you can actually win with and you can attain week to week day after day uh, and for me what that ended up being was calories I know people hate tracking calories I get it because it's demoralizing when you don't see the win but when you change the mindset to make the amount eating the eating under the amount of calories and feeling satiated afterwards that is your day-to-day goal I win every day yeah I lose some days but I win more days than I lose, but that's how I maintain my goal all the way through. That's how I make sure I'm winning and I know I'm on the right track because I trust the process and the fact that I will lose weight if I continue to hit this goal day after day. 100%. Yeah, with the calories, you know, like I hate tracking calories too, right? And I, I tracked them for a little while to, you know, but I don't anymore and I haven't for a very long time. Um, but uh, I know, generally speaking, what each of my three meals a day, how many calories about. Mm-hmm. They are, right? And I just kind of rotate through a couple of different lunches and a couple of different dinners throughout the week. I keep my breakfast the same. And I know that whatever I'm rotating through with lunch and dinner are within a certain calorie target. because I, Not because I track it every day, but because I just calculated it one time. Mm-hmm. Then it becomes, I don't need to worry about counting the calories. I just need to worry about focusing on being consistent with getting those meals in. Mm-hmm. Right? And that, to your point, is more of a process-based approach. So like I calculate it once and then just execute because right, well, if you continue to execute too. that, you know. Everybody can track the calories for that one meal or those five meals. Cool, write it down, put it in a notes tab. Now you know, cool, come up with five different meal options. Whatever you want to do, it doesn't really matter. But now you know this is what you have to do. Cool, I know I have these four meals that are 500 calories a piece. I need to eat these four meals every single mm-hmm. day. If I eat these four meals every single day, then I will maintain my goal. Cool. Mm-hmm. Did you eat these four meals a day? Yes. Did you eat these four meals a day? No. You won. You did. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. That's right. Did you win? Did you lose? Perfect. That's all I got. Yeah. That's, no, <laughs> that's, that's perfect. That's that's. I think that's a good way. Nail on the head. That's a great way to end it right there for sure. Awesome guys. Anything else, Mike? No. I don't be afraid of food. Eat real food. Eat a good amount of it. Don't allow yourself to be hungry for snacks. Sounds like a plan. Have a good one, guys.